Hi, I'm JP. And I'm Adam. I've never seen Lost. I have. I'm told that it's good. I liked it. I'm told that it made sense. Sort of. But we're watching it out of order. So it definitely won't make sense. But it might still be good. Since we won't expect it to make sense, we'll still be able to appreciate each episode on its own merits as a one-hour story. Sometimes two or three. As opposed to just a fraction of an ongoing, sprawling, and increasingly complex tangle of relationships, personal stories, mysteries, mythologies, experiments, social dynamics, unnatural disasters, unanswered questions, and hot tropical hookups. Are you okay? I'm not sure. Because you lost me a little bit there at the end. Good, because I've been lost since the beginning. We're We're lost lost on Lost. Welcome, everybody, to Lost on Lost. I am J.P. Russell, joined, as always, by the A to the B, Adam Busher. That's me, baby. Good to be here. Good to be back. Did we Did we leave? Did uh, we go someplace? Still, I mean, you know, since two weeks ago or whatever. Oh, okay. Or, cool, yeah. Or an hour ago if you're binging all 20, what, five episodes of Lost on Lost in a row. Uh, that the Surgeon General specifically suggests that you don't do that. Uh <laughs> So, Adam, I, I was looking at some peripheral information about this week's episode, um, and the episode we're talking about gets its name from the 1859 historical novel by Charles Dickens uh, of the same name, uh, A Tale of Two Cities, oh, right. uh, which is set in London and Paris before and during the French Revolution. So I wanted to read the book before we recorded this episode, you know, for some context to see if there's any sort of go-between and things like that. Sure. Um, but I saw that it only had a 3.5 out of 5 on good reads.com oh. so instead i watched garfield 2 a tale of two kitties and i think i got the gist holy living fuck it's a cinematic masterpiece today we're talking about a tale of two cities the first episode of season three and the 50th episode overall our central characters everyone's favorite guy from divorce court dr da- jack shepherd the tale of two cities takes place on the 68th day after the crash of oceanic flight 815 Adam? Yeah. Do you have a recap? Certainly do. Hit me in the face with it. <laughs> Date night! On the island, Kate Austin, James Ford, and Jack Shepard are held captive by the mysterious others. Ben Linus, Juliet Burke, and Tom Friendly stash our heroes in animal cages, because if you got them, you might as well use them. We are reintroduced to escape artist-slash-teen heartthrob Carl Martin, and the others put their apparently <laughs> one taser to work. <laughs> In the before times, Jack's getting divorced. What? (laughs) Well, stamp Dharma on my ass and call me a fish biscuit. It's a tale of two cities here on Lost on Lost. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. JP. Yeah. We have a guest. I'm shook to my core. We're back to having guests. I want to. I want to put a get, get a big lost on lost welcome to uh, to this week's guest, uh, Nick. Nick, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, thanks guys for having me. <laughs> Super excited. Yeah. Uh, How are you? I don't I know am, why. Uh, for for those who don't know me, I am uh, Nick Schreider, uh, husband of professional fart sniffer Shayna Desatel. <laughs> You're, you're, you go by Mr. Shana Desatel. I go by Mr. Shana Desatel. Um, yeah. As I tell everyone I meet, yeah. uh, Shana has the fun job. So <laughs> if, that, if that's any indication, I, that's why I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, uh, thanks for thanks for joining us, uh, Nick. Uh, let's let's make a little uh, let's let's make a little context here. So you are uh, you are the other half of uh, previous Lost on Lost guest Shannon Desitel from uh, from our episode back in December. Um, Indeed, but but let's find out about Nick. Nick, the, the you know the individual. Um, what uh, <laughs> as far as you know television is concerned, what kind of TV do you like to watch, Nick? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I really love comedies. Mm-hmm. Um, even when I watch a drama, I kind of prefer a little comedy in there. So mm-hmm. my, I would say my favorite two uh, television shows of all time are The West Wing and uh, Parks and Recreation. So if that gives you any indication as to who I am as a person, um, <laughs> I the, uh, the West Wing that uh, laugh a minute, <laughs> you know, fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. That's cool. Um, let's talk about Lost real quick. Did you watch Lost when it um, when it originally aired back in two thousand four through two thousand ten? Absolutely not. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I'm sorry if that sounds cruel, but like I saw previews for it back in the day, and I was like, "This is not for me." <laughs> here's, here's the thing, Adam. We're gonna have to run the numbers on which of our guests have and have not seen we should, it because we should start keeping track. But maybe I'll go <laughs> yeah, back. It's, and, uh... it's been a pretty even split, and for the show that like we've known as like a cultural touchstone, we've found a lot of a people lot of in our lives that have not seen this fucking show. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, y'all want to get into this? Might as well, right? <sighs> yeah. Let's oh boy. Do it. Um. Tale of Two Cities originally aired on October 4th, 2006. It was written by Damon Lindelof and was directed by Jack Bender. Uh, Damon Lindelof played the role of Kicked Man in a 2011 episode of House. And Jack Bender directed the 1981 short film A Real Naked Lady. I tried to Google that and now I have a subscription to Male Enhancement Pills. Uh, We start at an eye. Oh man, this is my favorite uh, shot because, like, I love how I creative and new it. it is. Every time I see it, I think to myself, "Man, that's so innovative!" It screams college freshman film student. But yeah, so we so we see so this is a, a relatively new location for us on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if yeah. you're watching chronologically, this is for sure a new location. This is. We start with nobody we've seen before, um, mm-hmm. just this blonde woman putting on some Petula Clark, My cooking God. up some muffins. She looks like she's <laughs> just holding it together. Like, yeah, just like the <laughs> raggedy edge of sanity. <laughs> I actually I actually made a note like, ooh, CD cases. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, remember it's kind of novel. Remember when we, when we didn't have every song ever written just at our fingertips and we didn't take it for granted? Right? <laughs> And then I and then I also made another note that every time I hear downtown, I I because my my brain is so addled by The Simpsons, I just imagine groundskeeper Willie singing. But so yeah, so the, uh, we 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 all know here who this is. This is Julia, yeah. um, mm-hmm. the the wonderful Elizabeth Mitchell. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, she burns the shit out of some muffins. Uh, some other shit goes on. Uh, a woman comes to the door. And, like, there's some dude working on her plumbing. Right. Um, if you're watching this in chronological order, you you're like, what? What's going on? What, what, is, what is this? Am yeah, I what is am this? I tuned into the wrong show? Right. Exactly. <laughs> there are no characters that we've seen before. No, like e- even we're we're used to even starting in flashback, and we find out a little bit later that this is a flashback. Um, but we're also used to our flashbacks, including. 
people we know. <laughs> so when I watched this opening, I was also like, why are TV characters always burning something and always. or themselves? What? Yeah. Why? Yeah, right. Right. I can count on the on on one hand the amount of times I've burned my hand by taking something out of the oven without an oven mitt. It's zero. Yes. Like that's how many uh, times I did it once. I've done it once. <laughs> but like, <laughs> like I've, I've, I've just you know, burned my forearm or something hands. on like a, on a, on something hot on the stove where I wasn't paying attention. But I've never reached into the oven barehanded and like this will probably be fine. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's supposed to be some sort of, you know, subtle nod to their mental state. But I'm just like, why are characters always like use an use an Ub yeah. glove for God's sake? <laughs> it should be right in the drawer next to the Ub. Like it should be easy. Uh, yeah. Or this episode out. of Lost on Lost brought to you by the Ub glove. <laughs> the Ub glove yeah, if, uh, infomercial. Anybody from Ub glove wants to contact me, I will gladly endorse. The- <laughs> The uh, the information for of glove is stuck in my memory because it, it, the the final shot of it is just a, an open hand and wearing an of glove and all the fingers curled into a fist and then it ends on a thumbs up and I I do that in real life when making a thumbs up sometimes. Yeah, but it's weird because your of gloves all like covered in blood. Um, I will recreate that for money. Of glove, just uh, give me a call. <laughs> um, so uh, Juliet's hosting book club at her house. Yeah. Of course, they're reading a fucking Stephen King book. Uh, hey Hollywood, there's other authors, much better ones too. Yeah. Hey, this is Juliet's favorite book. <laughs> Nobody's favorite book is Carrie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, maybe their favorite movie, but dude, this is the most hostile book club I have ever seen. Yeah. All right. Like yeah. having never seen the show, I thought they were all going to pull out knives and start stabbing each other, maybe. Well, to be fair, like if I was in a book club and somebody made me read Stephen King, I'd probably be pretty <laughs> pissed too. Mm, yeah, that's fair. I don't, that's I can't fair think enough. of I can't think of if I've ever read a Stephen King book. Their discussion about how dumb or not dumb this book is is interrupted by uh, by an earthquake. And everybody kind of runs outside. Uh, we see uh, Ethan. Yeah. We see um, Ben. Yeah. We see, uh, what's his face? Uh, Goodwin. Yeah. And <laughs> Goodwin's so this, this, is the, this is the part where we start to see some characters that chronologically we so would have seen. faces. Because Ethan, yeah. we were first introduced to in season one. Goodwin, and we saw mm-hmm. in season two. Uh, ben, we saw in season two as well. So now we're starting. To, mm-hmm. now, now, if you were worried, you, this is the wrong show. Now you know it's the right show. An- yeah. Another full disclosure, guys. I'm shit with names, so you- <laughs> uh, <that's laughs> you're okay. saying the- you're saying these names, and I I know better the actor names. So when oh, I'm sure. watching, so, so we should refer to them as Brett Cullen and William Mathiper. Will that help you? <laughs> yes, actually, yes, because Brett Cullen. I love. It. I actually love Brett Cullen. He's like one of those character actors. He's in a bunch of stuff, and he was in The West Wing season six and season seven. <laughs> God damn it! He was just in something. I oh, I just watched a season three of True Detective, and he's in that. I think. <laughs> so yeah, Brett Collins. Yeah, Brett Collins. All right, that that's the guy who plays Goodwin. All right, so <laughs> we everyone like so the, 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 even though it's an yeah. earthquake, they all kind of look up. Yeah, you know, like, yes. Well, I, I think uh, everybody comes out, and then they, they're, the the earthquakes happen. But then we they hear the sound of the plane, and that's what causes yeah. them to look up. I don't think they're looking out because of the earthquake. But yeah, they look up and they see this plane fall, falling apart in the sky, like puzzle pieces. Yeah, just like, like that. That plane like exploded in perfect mm-hmm. sectioned pieces. That's, um, how, how is that that's possible? That's just uh, they got 
footage from an American Airlines commercial. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, they've lost my luggage enough times. They can kiss my ass. Um, And you just lost an endorsement opportunity. That's that's all right. right. We've got lactated nerve uh, of glove and bag medicine. So I think we're all right. Perfect. (laughs) Generic brand bag medicine. (laughs) It's, it's going to be real lucrative once the podcast unionizes. Um, Um, as soon as they see the plane break up, yep. Ben goes into fucking mega mind mode and it's, it's so much fun to watch Michael Emerson do his thing mm-hmm. because he like instantly is like, okay, Ethan, you go that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Goodwin, you go that way. Mm-hmm. Here's your story. Here's your story. Go immediately. Contact us in three days. If you, if you run, you should get there in an hour. Like, <laughs> fuck man. He, he knows how fast he can run. Yeah. I and how far that. away they're like, we already knows where they're going to land. Also, even if he runs at like full human speed, humans can actually only run like sprint at full speed for like 25 seconds or yeah. something like that before right. they like their body literally like, like hit, mm. hits Throttles you down. Mm. Yeah. And like, you basically have to stop. It's, it starts out pretty, pretty bonkers. Um, but this is this part, this part, this scene here is a flashback to day one. Of the show. Yeah. Because um, the pilot opens with the middle sec, like the chaos of the middle section survivors. So, so this is, this is a flashback. So this is a interesting little thing. We, we start the episode, the season in a flashback to day one. There's a weird little shitty conversation between Ben and Juliet about him being out of the book club. Yeah, I guess I'm out of the book club. Ben. It's like, <laughs> I saw that. The fuck is going on with the two of you? So stupid. <laughs> So stupid. Move on. Yep. Okay, cold open. But, yeah, yeah. The 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 card comes up, and then we go to a real, actual flashback. Yeah. Beepers, uh, which... you guys. Beepers still exist <laughs> yeah. in this universe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Baby beeping. Yeah. Uh, I got so excited and then so angry at myself um, because I was very excited to see Julie Bowen. Uh, um, um, but then same. W- we do. Lost on Lost does have an official Ju- Julie Bowen correspondent, uh, Elena. <laughs> yeah. So. We're, we'll have to uh she, she we'll have to apologize her. feature in in several episodes so it, yeah, it, a little yeah. bit of a scheduling thing to to not have uh Elena on for this but um because jp and i don't really look ahead we i didn't know she was going to be in this episode until <laughs> yeah. i started watching <laughs> yeah i, I, I was, was like, oh, pleasantly shit. surprised chili <laughs> bowen's great yeah like it's virginia Bennett. it is Abby Gilmore. <laughs> that's right <laughs> So yeah, Jack is uh, just creeping on Julie Bowen. Um, yeah, just straight up stalking. Nothing about his body language or facial expression says, I'm waiting for her to get off school so I can yeah, surprise her. It just, it seems very unhealthy, <laughs> there, very bad. There's nothing calm about this man no. sitting in the yeah. car. No. This guy definitely has stalker energy when you first see him. Well, when you first see him, every time we see him for the rest of the episode. Oh, um, he's, he's got anger issues for sure. Yeah, Jesus. Um, we come back to the present time and yep. uh, Jack's in a cage. This isn't the first time that we've seen this cage. It's sort of an aquarium uh, mm. looking thing. Mm. Um, he pulls a bandage off of his arm that looks mm. like either something was injected into him or taken out of him. Mm-hmm. And he bumps into the fucking glass. I like that. <laughs> I see- <laughs> I, 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 I laughed it. pretty hard when that happened because, yeah, like, I, I kind of knew it was gonna happen, but uh, when it happens, <laughs> <laughs> I 
I, I made a note that said he bumped into a pane like a dog into a patio door. Yeah. <laughs> just pounds into the glass like an idiot. <laughs> in in general, so the the times that we've seen the others, one of the later episodes of season two, they are in like just a brown dirt clothes. They are in like huts. It looks like they're living like savages, just okay. like laying down on the ground, you know, like no, no, uh, no, like real dwellings or infrastructure or anything. And then and now we see them and they got buildings mm-hmm. and like, like right, locker rooms and showers. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, and they got these nice houses. So at least for me, I'm fucking confused from, from the tank. We cut to, a locker Kate. room, a shower room. Yeah. Kate, uh, Kate's waking up. She has a bandage just like Jack's. Um, mm-hmm. There's a dude there. Uh, MC Ganey, love him. Because I haven't seen the show, I was also like, oh my God, it's the wasp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Before the wasp she fixed- and swamp thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Evangeline Lilly before she got her dental work done. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. From the shower uh, scene, we cut to... Sawyer um yeah. outside in the cages. He wakes up, he's in yeah, in some sort of outdoor animal cage, uh takes in his surroundings. He sees painted on one of on some of the exterior structure a new a new Dharma station logo. Yeah. The Hydra. <laughs> the Hydra, yeah. There is there is a dude in the neighboring cage. It's just a dude. We can't tell from the from the back at first. Uh he's not responding to any of Sawyer's um attempts at small talk or conversation. Which is kind of a dick move. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're the only two out there. Like, you're not even going to say, hey. Right. <laughs> Unless, like, you know, he turns around and he doesn't have a face or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great. That would have been that wild, right? Been, yeah. Uh, we've seen, we've seen uh, one Carl Martin here on the, uh, on the podcast before. Yeah. Hey, Carl. <laughs> good to see you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Carl, Carl's uh, uh, the resident fucking dork like he's just this <laughs> dorky teenager like he's got some sort of weird summer romance going on with another character that we don't know nearly enough about <laughs> she's just running around being like where'd you get that dress you seen carl what's going on <laughs> sawyer Sawyer starts working with the buttons and then carl decides he's like i wouldn't do that if i were you here's what you say instead of that if you're trying to be like a real neighbor hey if you fuck with those buttons they'll shock you nah, <laughs> i wouldn't do that if i were you just skip the first part get to the information yeah. i wouldn't do that if i were you because it shocks you yeah that probably would have stopped him maybe bottom line up so he's kind of stubborn yeah. <laughs> yeah but yeah but i wouldn't do that if i were you make you sound much cooler so very ominous yeah i wouldn't do that if i were you but yeah sawyer tries to work these buttons and gets electrocuted <laughs> <laughs> i want him to turn into the the skeleton like in uh, home alone when he's getting electrocuted <laughs> Uh, go back to Jack. He's yep. tugging on a chain. Yep. Uh, he thinks he's going to climb out or something. I don't know. So, uh, or something. Yep. The yeah. woman from the book oh. club comes in. Oh. Juliet. Yes. Juliet Burke. And she said, hey, let's read Carrie together. It's my favorite book. Have you ever <laughs> heard of Stephen book. King? He's like sort of underground, <laughs> but like, <laughs> I think he's really. <laughs> I don't know if you know it's, this, but I was the first person to like Stephen King. It's great if you like one of his books. He he writes all of them twice. <laughs> he primarily writes in a genre that I like to call cocaine horror, but like you know he's branched out into other sorts of things. 
this this book's about a prom queen, but he did a really good book about a car. So like you know. Um, oh, I wanted to, I wanted to ask real quick. Do you think that they cast Elizabeth Mitchell because she looks like Julie Bowen on purpose to create this parallel Ooh. between Sarah Jack's mm-hmm. original Jack's wife and then now this new woman in his life, Julia Burke? They're both, Oddly know. enough, you know, I kind of had that thought um, in their their scene at the end when, yeah. uh, and we'll we'll get to it when Julie Bowen's, you know, giving them the, the big emotional speech, and then when Elizabeth <gasps> Mitchell, you know, they, they sort of cut back and forth. I'm like, man, these are two really like strong female actors, and they're both blonde and pretty, and right. uh, they're all, they're, all they, the yeah, there, there type, might be yeah. something to that, yeah. I know we'll get there, but like Julia, Julie Bone acted the shit out of that last, oh, her last she's scene. Just, she's like finding a yeah. mint on your pillow. Like, this is so nice. Jack gets to this thing and she, she she's like, let's get some divorce going on here. And he's like, I want to talk about your new boyfriend. And she's like, I really, really don't. And, you know, this is why we are getting divorced because you never fucking listen to me. Oh, my boyfriend's calling. Let me go talk to him real quick. And then she fucking giggles on the phone like. I would do that on purpose. If I were her and he was over there, I'd be like, oh, my God. Oh, oh my God, you're so funny. You bought what kind of silk boxers? Oh, that's adorable. I can't wait. To, like, that's, I would just fucking twist a knife right You're taking there. me to where this weekend? <laughs> there's there's also, I don't know if you guys picked up, but there's also very strong, give me my family back energy from Matthew Fox. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and he's trying to do this thing where he's like, I'm sorry, it's my fault that we're here. And it's like, dude, you're at divorce court too little, too late, my guy. I'm really sorry that we're getting divorced. It's all my fault. Yeah, I know. (laughs) That's why we're here. (laughs) Perhaps my anger issues have something to do with it. We'll never know. He's so obsessed. You know, what's his name? Yeah. Uh, and this is this is just the beginning of the, the, the crazy train we're about to get on with, with Jack's obsession with Julie Bowen's new bow. Uh, we cut back to the tank. Jack's still tugging on that chain. Mm-hmm. Julia's trying to get him to stop. She's doing, like, all the stuff that a captor is supposed to do. You know, you can trust yeah. me, whatever, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Like, if anybody ever yeah. says the phrase, you can trust me, to me, I don't trust them. <laughs> And you got to think that a person who says that knows that that's going to be the reaction, especially if, like, you're in a glass tank. But, like, you got to say it, I guess. Like, you got to put it out there. I don't know. I mean, it's like when Fox News' slogan was fair and balanced. Like, if you were really fair and balanced, you wouldn't even tell me you were fair and balanced. Exactly. The trust would come from the actions. Like, oh, I can trust you? Open the door. (laughs) (laughs) Give me some food. Fox News, air quotes, fair and balanced. Matthew Fox, air quotes, doctor. Um, <laughs> Sweaty and doctor. He's, he says something uh, about, like, tell me where my friends are, and I wanted friends to be in air quotes. Like, these people tolerate you because you're a doctor. I don't know if anyone's really your friend. Maybe Hurley because he's everybody's friend, but I mean, Sawyer's I don't a dog likes you. There, there was an episode earlier where Sawyer said you're the closest. Th- well, I guess that that's a qualifier. You're the closest thing to a friend I've got. That doesn't mean you're yeah. friends. It's just <laughs> as close as friends can. <laughs> uh, Juliet hits him with a line in this little scene. Uh, yeah. I don't think you're stupid. I think you're stubborn. Um, and I just, I just, so I just fucking liked good. that. <laughs> I just liked that so much. <laughs> Obviously, we we learned throughout this episode that her and, and Michael Emerson have a, a tensioned relationship, but you mm. can see why he trusts her to go in and do this because mm-hmm. she's got that same like, I am one step ahead of you and we're both aware of it sort of mentality mm-hmm. and I fucking love it. Yeah. 
for sure. Yeah, I didn't I didn't realize until after I watched that this was her like her debut yep. on the series. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it it's a pretty good debut, I must say. From there, we cut back to Kate. She's finished showering, uh she's looking for a clothes. Okay, uh quick quick poll. Um she has to wear this dress. If you were going to give her an outfit to wear, what outfit would it be? It's it's clearly her wasp suit. Okay, very good. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, I, I was going to say maybe a squid game jumpsuit. Okay. That's also very good, yeah. I, I wanted uh, the, the Wolverine costume from the animated X-Men series. <laughs> like just a bear suit. A bear onesie. Just a comically oversized diaper and the head from a bear suit. <laughs> The, oh. the back half of a of a two man horse costume, <laughs> <laughs> and the head of a bear. <laughs> oh, her clothes have been replaced with a child a child's dress. <laughs> yes, uh. we found this out in a previous episode, uh, not chronologically. Mm-hmm. This dress belongs to Alex. Alex is a teenager. <laughs> um. God, that the dress belongs to Alex. So Tom, Tom comes in to get Kate, and he uh, he takes her out to a beachside breakfast oh my God. with Ben. Wow. We have to talk about this scene, you guys. Yeah. This. Holy shit. I, w- I want to talk about the handcuffs. Okay. Yeah. Because if she's supposed to be eating, mm-hmm. why is she handcuffing both hands? <laughs> Right, just like handcuff yourself to the table or something, you know, like, yes. Or I also thought like, you know, when he says, I'm going to, you know, you need to handcuff yourself and you don't know this fucking guy. (laughs) Why aren't you like just slapping them both on the same arm and being like, you're, you're move guy. (laughs) Checkmate. (laughs) Checkmate. Come get the key or let me out of here. Like she handcuffs herself to the French press. Yes. Which curiously was only pressed like half an inch. Like what happens if I don't put on the handcuffs? Then you don't get any coffee. That's what shut the fuck up. Right? She may not even like There's orange juice here too. That too. And a and a weirdly full bottle of ketchup. It's for the it's for the home fries. <laughs> she handcuffs herself to her. That's the same arm with both handcuffs. And Michael Emerson's like, "Oh, you must have taken that limitless pill. You're using 100 percent of your brain potential." <laughs> Let me recruit you into our organization. We like to call the others. <laughs> Seriously, it's like you're a, you're a woman. You don't know this strange man. And you're just like, yeah, sure. I'll just, I'll just shackle myself. Yeah. We'll make it. I'll make it even harder on myself. Yeah. Well, and and Ben Ben's doing, you know, all of the the sociopathic things to make himself feel very <laughs> friendly and very like, I just need you to do this to trust, you know, so I can trust you and and yada yada yada. And then very quickly turns where he's like, I wanted you to have a good breakfast because the next two weeks you're gonna have a bad fucking time. <laughs> The end of that scene, yeah, I liked it a lot because that was Ben doing his Ben thing. Everything prior to that was monumentally idiotic. Um, Mm -hmm. And my only (laughs) note for the scene is just fuck who I's pretty. (laughs) 
<laughs> because they, as they're uh, as Tom's bringing her out to the beach, and you see this little tent, this little cabana and stuff like they give this sweeping shot of the ocean and like this, uh, dude, that's a fucking location, man. Something was going on though because they they started out in like total sunlight and yeah, then the lighting was <laughs> they were doing a lot of filling. I don't know if like the sun was going down or they had cloud cover, but they there was some yeah. shift or maybe it was like a reshoot or something. It I don't know. Been, something yeah. was going on though. From the beach, we cut to a flashback. Uh, Jack is trying to call Sarah's boyfriend from a list of phone numbers that I'm assuming <laughs> he got from the phone bill. Right, which is how a complete psychopath acts. Yeah. Uh, I don't yeah. know why our our main character that we're supposed to like does the most heinous shit. Right. Like, no joke, guys. This this could be an episode of Dexter, yeah, with Matthew Fox, like yeah. with the the kill room that he's in most of the episode, yeah, and the fact yeah. that he's a creepy stalking his ex wife shit, or yeah. I guess soon to be ex wife, yeah, like oh my god, there's yeah. a reason you're getting divorced, buddy. Maybe look inward and reflect. You ever think there was a moment where like where Ed Gein had the hatchet and was like, man, <laughs> this is pretty fucking crazy. <laughs> Anyways, man, what am I doing with my life? This is wild. I gotta tell you, uh, Christian comes in. And Jack's like, "Give me a minute. I'm not done stalking my my studio wife." He's like, "Maybe don't stalk her anymore. Look at what you're doing." Like, like Christian yeah. comes in and tries to give him his Ed Gein moment. Yeah, <laughs> of you know, looking at the hatchet. Um, but Jack's Jack uh, not having it, not listening to his. Dad. He's like, "Fuck off! I'm, I'm doing whatever." He's as he's yelling at his dad. He's continuing to dial numbers, and he dials a number, and then Christian's phone rings, and that's not good, not great. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, so instantly, Jack is dialed to eleven. He's like, "Are you seeing my wife?" Uh, why? Yeah. Why is Sarah calling you? Like, because it's her father-in-law. Yeah. The dad's reacting as if he got an actual phone call, though. Right. He looks at his phone. And Matthew Fox isn't saying anything. No. Yeah. So is the dad like, like yeah, he really I... thinks that oh his 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 wife is sleeping with his dad? Like yeah. his dad was clearly reacting to something that you, that's you're not the guy. Right. He got a different call. Right. It w- it's a very weird misdirect. Like that the, they're strange. trying to do too many things to almost make you think could this be possible but like right. it's it's just not landing yeah jack flips out when the phone rings yeah. and we saw at the beginning of the episode that jack has seen the boyfriend we the audience saw jack see the guy and the guy's not right. christian like yeah so this right. weird thing that's happening here in this scene is what is it like what's i well, because I, I went back and I watched that first scene where I'm like, oh, are we, is there something that cues us to maybe that that's not the guy? That, that's but not the guy, really right? But wasn't. But there's not. There's no second. Yeah, we, we're never given the thought, I at least I wasn't, that there was a second guy. Like, there's no. a guy. And it's that guy no, from the beginning never. of the show. And it's not Christian. <laughs> Listen, never. Christian's like, got one love in his life, and it's Scotch. John, yeah, it's, I was going to say, it's John Walker. <laughs> <laughs> It's Glenn Fiddick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, they're like, I guess it, it kind of heightens the idea that he's just so blinded by yeah. his yeah. anger that he's he can't out of think straight. Control. But yeah, I mean, yeah, if nothing else, it does make Jack just look like that much more of a maniac. 
Yes. Yeah, he's he's clearly a hot, at least, you know, based on this one episode, he's clearly a hothead yeah. of, yeah. of some magnitude. Yeah. So. Oh, you, you got that vibe, Nick? Were you, did you uh, kind of get that vibe? Just, you know, just a little. I kind of maybe wouldn't want him to be my spinal surgeon. <laughs> hey, hey, Nick, <laughs> let me blow your fucking mind. Jack's the protagonist of this whole series. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Uh, Man, I'm sorry, that can't be right. We we that... got to our protagonist still in a in the tank. Um, <laughs> there's some static coming through the comm. Uh, this radio wall uh, where the button is labeled communicate or whatever. Um, <laughs> and he, yeah. he hears, yes. hears the the the. Christian's line from the flashback repeated through the static. Yeah. Just let it go. Let it go. Just let it go. We, yeah. we also know that Jack has a problem with letting stuff go. Julia brings in uh, some chow and uh, starts interrogating him. Um, she's yeah. framing it as though just like making chit chat or whatever, but she's interrogating him. Start trying to get mm-hmm. information out of him. She's got a, a grilled cheese with some tooth mix in it. This, this, this was actually, I liked part of this a lot because this was... Um, what do you like jacks has a retort to what what do you do for a living like instead mm-hmm. of just saying something repo sassy man. or like telling her fuck off he's like i'm a repo man you know yeah when people can't pay the bills i repossess cars like it's not like the yeah. world's best backstory and it's obviously a lie but like what if what if in the lost world instead of jack being a sponsor he was a repo man Imagine what that show would be like. It would be more believable. Be, oh, for yeah, because sure. this guy's yeah, of how, how unhinged and how tenuous of a grasp he has on his own emotional adulthood. If this guy was a repo man, all of a sudden I buy a lot about him way more. Yeah, yeah. But then, but then the twist is that Sawyer is the exact same character, but he's also a spinal surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> From there, we cut to uh, back outside to Sawyer. Um, Carl's talking. Mm-hmm. He asks about the survivors. He asks about the camp. Yeah. Um, he's got he's got all these kind of questions, and Sawyer Sawyer's very focused on figuring out the button puzzle. I mean, he's clear. He's clearly hungry the, to the point <laughs> that he does not rec- he he does not realize that uh, Carl's just straight up busting out. <laughs> so right. this is the second time we have seen someone just effortlessly escape from these fucking cages. <laughs> These, I don't. I don't know how effective they are. Th- well, the, these are these are the Roger Rabbit cages. Yeah. You mean you mean to tell me you could have gotten out of it any time? No. Oh, Only when it was funny. funny. <laughs> I did bump on that too because I'm like, my mind went to like, is this guy being let out intentionally mm, yeah, to yeah. try and bait? Right. Yeah, yeah, Carl feels like a plant. Yep. You know. Yep, yeah. Yep, yep. He see. He feels like a plant. Yep. Yeah. I mean, they've we see that they've done that before. You know what I mean? They did that with Ethan. They did that yep. with Goodwin. What if yep. Carl's just in that cage to try and be another psychological mm-hmm. experiment with Sawyer? Yep. It's all about playing the games for them. They're they're trying to prod for weakness in Kate and Sawyer yeah. and Jack in any way. And yeah, mm-hmm. why wouldn't why wouldn't Carl be part of that? Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. You're right. Yeah. So they escape, yep. and uh, Juliet tases fucking Sawyer in the neck. <laughs> she just out of nowhere too. Like he's just like piling through the jungle. And yeah, just like Juliet appears. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> it's very much surprise. <laughs> oh no. Really quick, um when they're dragging Sawyer back to the cage, they use a camera rig called a snorry cam. Yep. Um it's uh it was a good use of it. 
Yeah, I, I like that. I thought it was cool. A little, a little bit of a Jack Bender asking for an extra piece of equipment. <laughs> hey, can we build yeah. a snorri cam on uh, <laughs> yeah. for this shot? So MC Ganey just like slams Carl's head against the the fucking just <laughs> thud, just hits his head right against the the bars and is like, <laughs> say it. And all I could think of was that John Mulaney bit dealing with the airlines. Say it. No, say it. I'm a little fat girl. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but uh oh. yeah it's like i'm i'm sorry for involving you in my escape plan or whatever <laughs> yep. it very much reminded me of do the truffle shuffle <laughs> <laughs> they don't bring, they don't put carl back in the cage carl carl's had his no. cage privileges suspended <laughs> yeah right they drag him that off also somewhere. made me suspicious yeah that made yeah. me suspicious like right. okay, oh, th- he's clearly in on it or something, something yeah. uh, we come back to jack <laughs> jack oh yeah. my god this these are all the same scene yeah it's a, yeah all these <laughs> tank scenes it's just the same thing over and over again uh, yeah. it really is she, she tries to drive home she's like hey if you don't eat or drink you're gonna hallucinate and die it felt very much like how cults get you to join them Mm. Where it's like they starve you sure, right? yeah. and overwork you and then just like, oh, no, it's all part of the leader's plan. <laughs> so I I was a little confused with this scene. So eventually she gets Jack to be like, listen, I, I want to give you this food. Like, no strings yep. attached. I just need you to go sit down so that I know you're not going to do anything stupid. Yep. And you'll you'll get the food and then that's it. Yep. Um, So he goes and he sits down and she's like, thank you and walks out. Yep. I thought that the door was in that room. No. Like yeah. that like one of the glass panels or something. I thought she was just like, I just wanted you to go sit down like a good boy, and now I'm taking the food away. And I was like, that's the most cold hearted shit I've ever seen, and I'm here for it. Yeah. Same. But yeah. no, the door is just like Yeah, up the she hallway. just had to go out into the <laughs> hallway yeah, to access it's just the around. other door. Yeah. But yeah, that yeah. would have been yeah. some I, cold shit. That would have been real good. I though. didn't figure that out until the end. Like yeah. <laughs> I'm like, because she's done that a few times, right? right? Where she where exits, like, yeah. she's like she exits and I'm like, what What the fuck are you doing, lady? You, sa- you said you give him the food. And then I realized, oh, there must be a secondary yeah, the, door. The two doors are connected by an external hallway and they're not connected to yeah. the glass. Yeah. So, but yeah, that would have been some good shit. Yeah, go sit down. I'll bring you this food. And then she just disappears. <laughs> she just walks yeah. away for five hours. Yeah, and then you hear some static <laughs> through the hour. Uh, also, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> it's like, Jack, you, this is your dad. You sit there. Never let go. Yeah. Um, small <laughs> seasoned curlies. <laughs> I'm gonna need to take the last two things off of that order. Uh, we come back to a flashback. <laughs> Jack, uh, Jack, yeah, this is the part where Jack's doing not spinal surgeon yeah. work, he's just what? doing general resident work. Um, uh, I, right. I, I spotted this on Lostpedia. This nurse that he's talking to is the same nurse from the episode where John Locke gets his back shaved. Um, oh. and then she comes in and checks on him. So neat. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. Gets his back. Oh yeah, shaved? And, the, uh, and then his dad steals his kidney after they shave his back. Um. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he he sees his dad out in the hallway. Yeah, um, he sees his dad, and he gets phone. a phone call, and he's all smiley. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. So he decides to fucking tail him in the middle of his workday. 
this guy, yeah, this guy here in the, the doctor area who needs my attention, he'll probably be fine. The nurse is no. even like, are you sure that's okay? And he's like, right. yeah, it's fine, whatever. My dad's doing some sketchy shit. I'm going to tell him. Yeah. And he also arrives. It's that television thing where he arrives exactly after his dad. Mm. Just moments. Yeah, just <laughs> like, like right before. Oh, it's yeah. perfect. We won't have to move the camera. He'll <laughs> <laughs> arrive exactly after. Listen, Nick, as a camera guy, I will do fucking everything in my power to not have to move the camera. So, like, <laughs> I will give them that. I'll, yeah. I'll give him this one. Oh, I totally get it. It's just one of those. It's those that television yeah. thing you notice all the time, right. where it's like, oh wow, they they might have left at different times, but they arrived at the same time. Mm-hmm. Weird. Yeah. And Christian didn't spot his son's car yes, in his exactly. rearview mirror because <laughs> it's not even like a, he's following him in a cab or something. He's following him in his car. Yeah. <laughs> in his scrubs right. too. Yeah. It's yeah. not like he's like incognito. Yeah, mm-hmm. like a sunglasses and a mustache. <laughs> Um, <laughs> he's dressed as Mr. Peanut, <laughs> not as Doctor Jack. Doctor Peanut. Um, it's an AA meeting. We get upstairs, yeah. and he's not running off to get some afternoon delight with a lady. He's going to an AA meeting, and this is something else that you're not aware of, Nick. Christian Shepherd's a raging alcoholic, <laughs> big time. Like, just, he drinks. Just, he like he drinks like this job, and surgery is a hobby of his that he got into while he was hammered. <laughs> um, that's how hard dr- Christian drinks. Okay. So he's at an AA meeting. Yeah. Good for him. <laughs> and he's 50 days yeah, sober, 50 which days. is great. That's, yeah. that's awesome. At, yeah. Jack <laughs> loses Spoiler his alert, fucking mind. It doesn't last. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fucking Jack. Okay. Like I, I, I've been in AA. I, I, I myself am an alcoholic. I've gone to AA meetings. Jack's behavior is Granted, all the way throughout this episode, his behavior has been really, really out of line. Right. Yes. What he does in this uh, scene is so bonkers beyond, yeah. uh, beyond out yes. of line. <laughs> I mean, I also, I kind of bumped on the, uh, whoever was leading the group, mm. um, where she comes off as very familiar to Jack. Yeah. Like, oh, we've heard all about you. Yeah. Like, yeah. I can see where I might be like, who the fuck are yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you've never met me. You've never, you haven't heard all about right. me. Right. You don't know me. Right. The immediate, I can see that. Yeah, the immediate yeah, context there is like, oh, yeah. you guys talk about me a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, cool. But then cool, to cool, go cool. to go from that to I'm going to fucking, I'm going to fucking Madden hit stick my dad. <laughs> 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 like, that is a wild leap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just blasts him. Yeah, so uh, yeah. again, he just he's he's accusing his dad of sleeping with his wife, and Christian's like, "You're out of your mind." Yeah, because yeah, this is he flat out says it here. You're, I'm not gonna let you sleep with my wife or whatever he says. He finally yeah. just flat out actually says the words. Yeah, sleep. You yeah. Christian sleep with my wife, Sarah. He's got anger and control issues, kids. Don't don't be like Jack. We come back to Dr. Dingling. Um, he tackles <laughs> Juliet, too, and tries to cut her throat with a fucking broken plate. Um, yeah. How dare you, sir? How? Like, I get that you're a captive, and like, but you keep your goddamn hands off Elizabeth Mitchell. <laughs> She's wonderful. <laughs> I mean, the whole, let's be real, though. The whole episode has been leading up to him yeah. having that type yeah. of anger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
to like be like, yeah, I could murder you. Yeah. And I mean, and this is this is also not the first time in the show that he's threatened to kill somebody <laughs> like he threatens to kill people more often than he threatens to save somebody's life, which, again, <laughs> yeah, kind of doctor shit hit or miss. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Juliet comes in and Jack rushes the door. Yep. Gets the upper hand on her, knocks the 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 neck taser out of her hand, yeah, um, and has has kind of got her by the it's like headlocky sort yeah. of like hostage hostagey like I'm, it's a bad position to be in if you're uh on the receiving end of that sort of grasp, yeah. And he's he's taking her out into the hallway and he's trying to figure out where the fuck to go, yeah. Um, and Ben shows up. He gets to like a door with a hatch on it. And he's like, open it. She's like, I can't. Yeah. Um. And then Ben is behind them, and he's like, "No, really, she she can't yeah. open that door because we'll all die." He he's like, "Fuck that, I'm opening the door." <laughs> <Right. laughs> yes, yeah. ben, Ben's like, "Fine, like killer, but like if you open that door, we're all dead." And Jack yeah. goes to open the door, and Ben just books it. He's like, I, yeah. I'm, "I'm not like, fucking yeah. waiting for Jack." Not, not, yeah, he's like, "When I said we're all gonna die, I meant the two of you. Like, I'm not gonna <laughs> <Yeah>. die." <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but I'm Ben. Like. <laughs> Oh, that classic villain thing of like, oh fuck oh, you! You're both gonna die. You're you're expendable. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. And then, and there's a whole thing between him and Juliet about you know him leaving yeah. her behind to die and drown in this thing. <laughs> like that, yeah, that's just well, that's what you get for kicking him out of the book club. Mm, that's true. <laughs> he refused to read Carrie. They get into safety as this thing starts to flood. Um, this door would have been impossible to close with that amount of water. Absolutely uh, impossible. But they, but they get it closed anyway because it's TV. I made the same <laughs> fucking note, you guys. Like, there's no, no way. way. No way. Yeah, but they but they get the door shut and then Julia just fucking drills him. <laughs> they that would have was... had to have let the entire room fill with water first. Yeah, right. Like a car. Like That's how kids, pressure equalizes. If your car goes in the water. Right. <laughs> If you drive your car into a lake, it's got to fill fully, and then you can open the door. Precisely. And then it'll See? open right up. Thank yeah. you. Uh, Thank you. That, that was that was so satisfying when Juliet punched him. Oh, my God. Yes, it really <laughs> was. And he, he gets knocked out, and he's he's unconscious under the water, and she just she does take a second. She takes like a just a moment for her to be like, yeah. <sighs> all right, and then she pulls does. him up. You know, yeah. she's like, it's been a... It's been a long this day. It's a, a white long, wine yeah. kind of night. This is, yeah. I'll let him drown for a bit, and then, <laughs> just I'll, let him drown a then I'll pick him up. Just, just, <laughs> just a, a tiny bit. Yeah. We cut back to the cages. Sawyer solves the puzzle. And he yells, gotcha, Doc Brown. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? Um, I think. Okay. <laughs> this is, this is, and this is a leap. Uh-huh. Because the button electrocutes you, and in Back to the Future, the first movie <laughs> from 1985, they go back to 1955. To get back to 1985, in order to travel forward to 1985, from 1955, you need lightning to electrocute the, the, the flux capacitor. And I think I think that's the connection. Adam, Yeah. unfortunately, I think you're correct, and that's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the thunderer by john philip Sousa plays is a little treat yeah <laughs> the only reason i know that is because i watch the show with the subtitles on oh ah. very nice so he did it and he does a little dance i mean it's kind of this is kind of a funny moment it's like hey, all right sawyer you fuckhead I, I gotta say sawyer doesn't really suck in this episode we'll talk about it in a moment oh um, okay 
I mean, he gives his his fish biscuit to the wasp. So yeah, yeah. Tom Tom you drags know, Kate it, out um, and puts her in Carl's cage. They they chat a little bit. Tom drills Sawyer. He's like, oh hey, you figured out the thing. Uh, it only took the bears two hours. Um, <laughs> we figure out that's a cage for bears. So uh, total dick move though. Polar bears? Question mark. Here's my thing though. Like the bears have a longer like wingspan than a human well, being and, would. And, and Sawyer Sawyer hits him with the throwaway as Tom's walking away. Yeah, how many of them were there? <laughs> yeah, That's, exactly. I actually like, kind of laughed at that. That was yeah, pretty good. <laughs> that was funny. It's like, oh, Sawyer's got jokes. And, and they're not horribly misogynistic. All right, cool. No. Cool. Yeah, Kate's in rough shape. Yes, sir, are you yeah, okay? we don't yeah, know fine. what has happened, but she's she's had a rough go. Yeah, her, her uh, clearly had the cuffs on pretty tight because her wrists are all shot. Uh, all tore up he pitches over the fish fish biscuit and she munches on it again he has he has kind of a cute little thing about like Mm. you know i requested that cage but whatever you know it's like oh it's actually kind of a funny little yeah and he calls her freckles and in this moment it actually sounds like a term of endearment unlike the other times when he says calls her freckles and it feels weird and sticky and awful And it's, oh. he, he, he comments on the fact he's like, you know, nice dress, like clearly recognizing the fact that like she was put in these clothes, but he, he does a good job of being like, that's all I'm going to say about it. Like, whereas an episode or two from now, he's just staring her up and down in the same fucking dress. He does. I fuck Juliet a little bit when he first sees her. Yeah. Um, it was very brief, but like he sees yeah. this woman in the jungle. And the first thing he thinks to do is run his eyes up and down her and that allows her to tase him which he deserves from from this little scene between Sawyer and Kate we cut back to Jack he has figured it out this is an aquarium it's a tank for sharks and dolphins I feel like you would need different facilities for a shark and a dolphin he he questions Juliet a little bit about the Dharma initiative. Um, you know, she has some vague answers for him. Um, she doesn't really answer his questions too much. And then, but then she reveals that she has this big folder of all the information that they have about oh, him. Oh boy. And it's all, it's everything. It's absolutely yeah. everything about Jack apparently. Yeah. Before the internet, she's got an entire, well, you know, I'm sure they call it a dossier to make it sound fancy, yeah. but like she's got a giant fucking manila folder on this guy's entire life. Yeah. Yeah. Like what information can you get on this idiot? Okay. You can find out where he went to school, where he probably lives, where he probably works. There's like three inches of paper in there. But like, how do you know if Julie Bowen's happy? <laughs> Tell me how you know that. Yeah. Because, uh, they have a screenshot of her MySpace uh, page. <laughs> no, because, with because her, they, have with her the, top they have the filing that uh, that their divorce is final, and so she has to be happy because she's no longer <laughs> married to Jack. Because her Facebook status says happy in a relationship. In, a relationship. in the in the divorce <laughs> filings, it's like, okay, what assets would you want? And she says nothing. I'm happy. <laughs> Right. happiness yeah, oh, please happiness. Com- please complete this one minute survey on a scale of one to ten how happy are you to be divorced from your <laughs> spouse would you recommend divorcing your spouse to you, a friend or family member how happy were you with divorce court today god oh she um she asks him what do you want to know because he's like well do you have information about my wife and she's like what do you want to know we cut to flashback where sarah yeah. bails jack out of jail mm. after the fight with christian She's like, yeah, yeah, I bailed you out. How'd you know I was here? Your dad called me. Um, goodbye. Goodbye. And she walks away. 
Yeah. It's like, dude, here's your bail money. Bye, bitch. Yeah. You gotta, (laughs) like, you gotta, you gotta, like, granted, this is like very useless advice from Christian where Mm -hmm. he's like, you gotta let this go. You gotta let this go. He, he does. He's just got, he's got it. But anyway, he goes out to the parking lot. Oh my God. This is so good. After Sarah and the dudes there, you see the dude, the dude that he knows is the dude. Again, not Christian. He knows. Yeah, Jack, Jack is just like totally off the fucking. Is is that him? And Julie Bowen hits him with one of the coldest fucking lines. I need to know who he is. It doesn't matter who he is. It just matters who you're not. Oh, it's so good. She's like, you know, your your dad called just drunk out of his mind. Um, yeah, and. She's like, you know, not look, you fucked up your relationship with your dad, but hey, now you got something to fix. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and that's just more. Yep. Fucking oh, mic drops. So cold. Yeah. Yeah. That whole scene is just so like, dude, you, you're an adult, but you're acting like a child. Yeah. You yeah. need to get your shit together. Yeah. Yeah. Julie Bowen. <sighs> she's, she's fantastic. She's a treasure. So from there, we cut back to the tank and the information Jack wants to know is, is she happy? Mm-hmm. And Juliet's like, yeah, yeah, she's happy. Yeah. Jack's like, "Oh, thank God, I'm so, I'm so happy that she's happy." He so, ha- he has the, he has the same reaction that I had when I broke up with my middle school girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> as long as she's happy. Here's the thing. Remember when I was so mad that Jack like saw his dead dad in episode like three, and then that like informed nothing of his character. This is the inverse. Imagine you're one of the other survivors, right? Mm. You guys are however many days into this. You've been hunted. You've been murdered. You know, you guys have been tortured. Psychological games. Jack has been in this situation. People have been captured. Your other friends are in danger. You're trying to escape this island. And one of your captors says, what do you want to know? And after everything that's happened, all the other people you've met, all the things you've been through, how's my ex-wife? Is she happy? <laughs> that's that's what you asked for? In the context of the scene, though, like, they are talking about her. So it's a natural yeah, but progression. Yeah, like, man, what a dumb fucking question. How are my friends? Where am I? What's going on? Like, you're... How are my friends? Yeah. <laughs> Take take the flashbacks out of this and just have the scenes play out, and it makes no sense that he would ask that question. Right. Yeah, yeah. You'd be like, "Why did we get attacked with water? <laughs> yeah, why are we in an underground underwater facility? I've got a lot yeah. of questions that, that do not relate to my ex wife at all. Right? Why does this seem like I, a station yeah, building and a not a submarine? First of all, how dare you? <laughs> are are there dolphins and sharks? Yeah, can I talk to a dolphin? <laughs> Juliet sees Ben in the high. He's, she's, he's like, good, good work, Juliet. I'm glad you're good not work, dead. Juliet. I'm glad you didn't drown. Yeah. She's like, fuck you, Ben. I mean, you're welcome, Ben. Fuck off. Yeah, it's basically like, I left you to die, but good work yeah. anyway. Yeah. It, like, if this was on HBO and I was the writer of the show, it's just be like, oh, you're alive. Fuck you. Fuck you back. Lost. Right? <laughs> <laughs> See, I think, I think it would have been perfect if she had punched him like she punched Jack. <laughs> yeah. And then just lost. <laughs> lost. <laughs> just... Very good. That's it. A Tale of Two Cities. That's it. You catch this episode. I mean. It's bonkers. Well, it, let, let's uh, 
let's ask the question then. Did we like it? Oh, Was God. it good? <laughs> <laughs> this is a question we ask ourselves at the end of uh, each episode of Lost and Lost. Mm. Did we like A Tale of Two Cities slash was it good? Because those are two different things. You can like something that's horrible. You can dislike something that's awesome. Uh, Nick? Oh, boy. Did I like it? I liked it because I enjoy pretty much everything Julie Bowen's in. Mm. I, you know, I used to watch. Actually, I actually used to watch Ed. Oh, if you guys yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Oh. With Tom Cavanaugh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I liked it ish. Yeah. Is that is that a lot? That, that is a rating mm-hmm. we have used in the past. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. Mm-hmm. So it was it was all right. It was not with the worst. You know, no. forty yeah. minutes of episodic television I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, was it good? I, yeah, I would say it was, it was not, I, I liked it, but it wasn't really good. Mm-hmm. JP, how did, how'd you feel about it? I, it was good question mark. Um, okay. <laughs> there, there was a lot of good lost stuff in here. Mm-hmm. I, I hated all the Jack flashbacks, but there was enough on Island stuff where I was like, I'm entertained. We're doing more of that. Like, Ooh, there's more questions than there are answers, but that's kind of what we're here for, for lost. So like yep. I, I was entertained, especially considering like how repetitive the scenes were. It's like, Oh, Jack in a cage, sorry, in a cage, Kate in a cage. But there was enough, interesting dialogue and enough interesting things happening where i was like yeah i'd keep watching sure yeah adam i yeah i think that a tale of two cities is a very entertaining very good season premiere it sets the table for a lot of questions Mm -hmm. um for the upcoming season of television Mm -hmm. we get we get a lot of interesting a lot of interesting threads hooks thrown out stuff for you to grab onto later i will you know what i will give you that it does kind of have a lot of like Maybe not Easter eggs, but very like seeds of where seeds. you see like things could yeah. happen. That, mm-hmm. yeah. um, so as a season premiere, I yeah. I can see where you'd think it's good. So, uh, as someone who's a, this is the only episode I've ever watched, I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, and that's it's like I I think that this does a good job of making me want to see more season three stuff because it it yeah. opens up it opens up some doors for me to walk through as an audience mm-hmm. member. Is it the best episode of Lost I've ever seen? No, not no. by a long shot. No. <laughs> I mean, I guess technically, by default, it's the best episode of Lost. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> before we jump in, before we jump into the MVPs, uh, I had a, I did have a, t- a note that I'd written for the. Did we like it was a good thing? I just wanted to mention, yeah. um, mm-hmm. JP, you and I have watched the envelope. You mentioned it at the beginning of yeah the show, the envelope mm-hmm. missing piece. According to Lostpedia, we made this joke when we were talking about that about the envelope that it felt like a deleted scene from another episode. It actually was a deleted scene from this episode. What? The 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 envelope, the missing piece, the em- lost missing piece of the envelope, that was a deleted scene from this episode that they re- then later released as a episode. It was like the same scene. You cut the beach scene with Kate and Ben, you put that back in. This episode is 25% better in my opinion. But I don't I, because okay. there is some stuff that happens in the envelope between Amelia and Juliet about the the x-ray and the bullshit like oh, that that's yeah. a much more interesting scene than what the what the beach breakfast oh, thing was because the beach breakfast thing was a five minute scene that ended with a 30 second threat and all we needed was the threat that's dumb so <laughs> I, I wanted right. to make mention of that interesting yeah. so anyway all right cool. give me peace 
Uh, MVPs, yeah. Who is your uh, favorite character from the show? Minus anything else you know. Minus uh, any other context that you have. Who is your MVP of the Tale of Two Cities, Nick? I mean, this should come as no surprise at this point, but it's got to be Julie Bowen. Hmm. I mean... Solid pick. Like legitimately like that last scene where she's basically telling Jack that he's a piece of shit Mm -hmm. and needs to grow up. Yeah. I I mean, it did not get better for me in this episode. Everything about it, it felt natural. It felt like she actually was the character. It wasn't like Jack where he was playing a character. Yeah. Totally fair. Yeah. Chili bone. She's uh she's an absolute delight. Mm -hmm. Uh, JP, what about you? The bears. (laughs) They figured that shit out in two hours, man. That's pretty good for bears. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm assuming that it's the polar bears that we've run into. Right. I don't know how smart polar bears are on the spectrum of other bears, but yeah, right, you're not wrong. Two hours and fuck. That's pretty good, uh, Adam. Uh, Christian Shepherd, 50, fifty days is no joke. I they're, they're proud of him for being sober that long. So was I. Um, yeah. Good work, man. Not it's, it's tough, and falling off the wagon is nothing to be ashamed of. It happens. Lost forever. Who was your least favorite up this episode? Who sucks shit? Who's got to be voted off the island? Nick, who is your lost forever? I mean, he's central to the show, <laughs> but I, <laughs> I think, I mean, Matthew Fox. Yeah. I just, mm. I can't handle the energy. No. The, the like. Just angry. He's kind of one note, yeah. at least in this episode. He's he's heavy breathing all the time for some reason. Yeah. Like he's just run a marathon. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's a, that's one of his things that he does. It's one of his acting. <laughs> oh, great. It's one of his acting. Matthew Fox is specifically his acting. To, there are other scenes where he, they get to a place and he's panting as though they ran there, <laughs> but they didn't. <laughs> I mean, I guess in this episode he's sweating a lot, so maybe he's running inside Dexter's kill room. Maybe but like, he's doing laps. I mean, it's hard because obviously there are so many characters I have not seen. You know, this is a very, you know, uh, Jack-centric episode, but... It can be Jack. (laughs) It can absolutely be Uh, Jack. It can be, and it it has been, and it will be. (laughs) I was going to say, Nick, with with episodes with all the other characters in the mix, with so many more opportunities, more often than not, we still choose Jack as our loss forever a lot. Uh, JP, who's your loss forever? Uh, Carrie Ann Moss for taking so many roles that Elizabeth Mitchell should have had. I'm just picturing like the Matrix with Elizabeth Mitchell instead of Carrie Ann Moss. And I'm like, ooh, I think I like this better. Interesting. Listen, Carrie Ann Moss is fine, but I think Elizabeth Mitchell is a much stronger actor. Adam. Jack. Specifically yes. for the fact that, like, and I said it earlier in the episode, he, kn- he knows who, who he, he knows who Sarah's boyfriend is. Why, why, why did he think then also it was Christian? Like that. Yeah. The, how how likely is it? How likely is it that your dad is banging your wife? <laughs> think you're a doctor. Like you're supposed to be you're an educated surgeon, individual. How how likely? Is it that your married father is banging your wife? <laughs> to be fair, I mean, if that were happening, if that was what was <laughs> happening, he's well within his rights to be pissed. But yeah. it's not happening. No. Uh, honorable mention the LAPD. Uh, 
<laughs> uh, Nick, thank you. Thank, thank you for joining us. Of thank you for dealing with our uh, silliness and our silly podcast. <laughs> Um, this, this was a lot of fun you guys really this is so great do uh do you have anything you want to plug <laughs> oh god i mean i guess you could follow me on twitter at at nick schreider but it's mostly just me sniping at politicians it's so honestly perfect. it's Not pretty super good exciting uh, jp what are we doing next time I don't fucking know. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. If uh, if you want to be lost with us uh, next time. Oh, next time we're going to be watching season three, episode five, The Cost of Living, starring a one Mr. Echo. Yes. Oh, boy. I am. I mean, at least it's the same season, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I am hard as a towel rack right now. Jesus Christ, Mr. Echo. <laughs> It's so good. Love it. So excited. Love to see it. Oh, man. All right. Well, uh, hey, thank you for listening to this episode of Lost on Lost. Uh, I'm Adam. I'm JP. Do you have any idea what's going on on the show? Nope. Me neither. Lost on Lost is produced and edited by me and JP. We wish to acknowledge that we live, work, and produce our show on occupied land. Burbank, California is located on the traditional tribal lands of the Tongva, Chumash, Keech, and Fernandeño Tataviam peoples. Milwaukee, Wisconsin is located on the traditional tribal lands of the Peoria, Potawatomi, Miyama, and Ho-Chunk peoples. And Lost was produced in Hawaii on the lands of the Kanaka Maoli. Visit native-land.ca to learn more about the land you live and work on. You can engage with us on IG, Facebook, and Twitter at Lost on Lost One. You can also email us at wearelostonlost at gmail.com or support us with dollar monies at coffee.com slash wearelostonlost. Thanks to Lostpedia and its community of contributors, Danny Schmitz, Random.org, and as always, you the listeners for tuning in. We're hosted at Podbean. You can hear us there or wherever you get your podcasts, except MySpace. We're, we're not on MySpace. Yet. <laughs> <laughs>